Welcome to another edition of the Tom Green Podcast. And with that, welcome to 2021 in the Tom Green Podcast series. Well, folks, we made it. We still aren't quite out of the coronavirus woods yet, but in the college football world, we made it to the national championship game. So it's been a little bit since I've done a show, and there are a couple of reasons why. Of course, the first one is obvious about the storming of the Capitol, and I will talk about that in just a couple of moments. But if you listen to the show that I did with Matt Matera from Pewter Report, he says pewterreport.com, I say the Pewter Report. There were a few dropouts in there, weren't there? And there were a couple of clips that didn't sound quite clean, and there was a reason why. Because my audacity, yes, the... I use a Dell Inspiron with an Alesis 4-channel soundboard and Audacity as my recording file. Audacity likes to drop out every now and again on this computer because of how it's, prior, excuse me, how it's prioritized in the system. And it's not fun. And so with that, I am going to try my best to upgrade. In fact, this show is still over Audacity, but I let the computer warm up for a little while longer than I normally do. And so far, it's running clean. So, looks like I'm going to be getting a MacBook, and this podcast will be sounding even cleaner and even better in the months to come in the year of 2021. Also, we announced a new partnership over the holidays, and it was with Sean Davis and Warner Sanker of Sports Headlines at Sports Headlines 8, Sports Headline 8 on Twitter. The official Twitter account for Sports Headlines co-host Sean Davis and Warner Sanker, the most authentic place in sports. We had a great conversation about the college football playoff. That was that was fun. It was fun to joke with them wearing my burnt red new shirt that I got for Christmas, kind of representing Texas A&M. I'm sure Casey Smith will love that. And so that was, of course, fun to do. So I'm glad to be partnered with them, and hopefully they'll like the first podcast that I have just done now with the national championship coming up tonight on Monday, January 11th. It took me 11 days to produce a show the first time in 2021, but maybe 11 days too long for a lot of you. So, moving on, a couple of things before we get to the national championship preview. The first of which is, actually, we're going to talk about... Why, why don't we talk about the Capitol first? Because it's, all, it's still all fresh in our minds and it's something that needs to be addressed because, you know what, there, this, this t- it took a lot. And I'm not going to go entirely political here because we all think one side or the other. And that's kind of that's the problem. That's part of the problem of what's going on right now so far in our country. I've, I've been told not to go political, but in this case, I must. Because... We all, we all have to have some sort of opinion on this. And then I'll talk about, of course, my play-by-play um, tele-broadcast, that is, for WLEW Radio, and then we're going to talk some national title games. So, Wednesday, last Wednesday was probably the darkest day that I have ever worked in news. And I'm sure that's, that's, the play, that's the case for a lot, a lot of people. We can, we can talk about the Jacob Blake thing, which... I'm not going to get too far into. My dad was a retired cop. It hurts me, too, to see that. But things happen. And then there will be changes, and, and they, are, they are gradual. So let's just, put the, let's just put that out there to start with. As far as the Capitol goes, I had joked because I am 
quite conservative. Yes, I, I did come out and say that too. That January 20th was going to be the darkest day I'd ever worked in news because Joe Biden was going to become the president. When nonetheless, that's probably going to be one of the lightest days of, of work that I will ever see in news when this is all over with. But what happened Wednesday in the Capitol has to be condemned. And yes, President Trump did that too late, but he did that as far as since suspending him from Twitter and all that. I understand that. I'm not going to fight that. I get it. Rhetoric. Rhetoric both ways, I think. Spawned this. Trump did not help. The left did not help. Both sides are bullying one another, and I feel that if the 25th Amendment is invoked on President Trump in the last nine days, I think that will be a bully move on the left side. I think this is a two-way street. I think we need to all accept that we all have different beliefs. In fact, Sean and Warner probably have different beliefs than I do, especially as far as the cop situation goes. They probably have different beliefs than me. That's fine. Guess what? We get along. That's fine. We all are different. We all have to respect one another. And what happened on Wednesday should never happen again. And if it does, this country is going to be going in a place that it shouldn't. So it's, it's saddening. And credit to those that save the lawmakers and whatnot. But <clears throat> it must be said that that must be condemned. That's not the way to go. And I'll admit it on this show that, yes, I voted for Donald Trump. <clears throat> Yes, I was not happy to see that he lost, but I accepted that he lost earlier than he did, earlier than a lot of supporters did. I saw the writing on the wall once Pennsylvania and Georgia flipped. I saw the writing on the wall. It's, it was over. We needed to prepare for the next presidency. We need to accept the fact, and I have a lot of liberal friends too that are probably going to be very happy to hear that. But guess what? He lost. He lost on November... 13th, or whenever the Associated Press and other news outlets declared Joe Biden the winner at 270 plus electoral votes. That's when Trump lost. Okay? So there you go. Conservative, but I also accept defeat. You also have to accept victory, too. And on the other side, if in 2024 we have a new president elected on the Republican side, the Democrats have to accept the loss just like I did in 2020. So it, what happened Wednesday should never happen again. But please do know that both sides did play a factor in this, not just President Trump. So, that being said, probably the only time I'll go political is we know on this show that 95% of the time I remain non-political. And there's a reason for that. Because, because they want to move up in the rankings, I don't need to get so controversial. We can talk about we can have controversial takes on the games, not so much politics. But I'm sure that uh, there will be people that do not like that opinion that I just shared about what happened last week. Maybe Sean and Warner might not like it. So what? We get along well, and we're going to be fine. Just listen to one another. That's the thing that we should take out of this completely: is listen to one another. You can have debates, but listen to one another. Moving <clears throat> moving to the play-by-play -play assignment I just did. I got that off my chest. I'm glad I did. So, with that said, last week I got to call my first play-by-play -play assignment 
for a professional radio station. WLEW Radio. Can't thank them enough for giving me a chance. Can't thank Kelly Carpenter enough for giving me a chance. And so far I have, you can say I have knocked it out of the park, per se. There are still more things that I could do, and there are still improvements I must make. But guess what? I was good enough to do that first assignment. And hopefully the thumb area really liked it. I do not have any audio clips for you at this point. We will, in the coming days and coming podcasts, I will release some audio bits for you. But it was fun. I called Ugly against Carson City Crystal in the regional finals, or as I call state quarterfinals, in the MHSA Division 8. Ugly won by a final score of 36-6, to and it was fun. It was at Herb Field and Ugly. Kurt Damro was with me. It was fun. I love doing it, and that's kind of what I had wanted, what I had wanted to do all along. And it took me years and years to do it. And of course, I want to get to the professional ranks too. I do want to work for ESPN. I do want to work for Fox Sports. And I know a lot of people in there, as we have established. And I'm sure that our friends at NFL Live, Laura Rutledge, Marcus Spears, Mina Kimes, and uh, Diana Russini are going to be hearing this podcast, I hope, and hearing those opinions that I shared earlier before. Dan Orlovsky as well. It's, it's, you know, I had a lot of fun doing that, and I hope that I get to join the NFL Live crew or I get to join the ESPN crew at some point. So it was fun to do that, and I hope it continues, and I will let you know if that continues coming forward because that was fun. And I hope that I get to make a call at Ford Field in a couple of weeks, hopefully. Our main guy could not do last week's game, and we'll see what happens in terms of that. But I hope that in a couple of weeks I'll get to call a game at Ford Field, and I will certainly let you guys know on that front what happens there. So, we talked a little politics. We talked a little play-by-play assignment. Now let's get to the national championship game. Alabama against Ohio State. Is this what we thought the national championship was going to be? Not I, says the Tom. No, I did not think this. I thought maybe Clemson and Alabama, maybe Oklahoma and Alabama, or Oklahoma and Clemson, or perhaps, not Notre Dame, but maybe Texas A&M or Georgia. But no. Alabama against Ohio State, a rematch of the 2014 College football playoff semifinal at the Sugar Bowl, at which Ohio State won with Urban Meyer. And, of course, the controversy was that TCU was ranked third that year, and it still bugs me to this day. They beat Iowa State 56-3, and they dropped to six. I don't understand that. I don't know how you can justify that. Ohio State, however, justified their four spot by winning the national title in 2014. But still, think about it. You are ranked third. I don't care if you're a Power 5 team or a Group of 5 team. You are ranked third. You win your game. It's not a conference title game, which the Big 12 did change a couple years later. It's not a title game. It's a regular season game. But still, you win your game by a final score of 56-3. to Okay? You have one loss. You lost to Baylor. Okay? Baylor was up there too. You win your game 56-3. Ohio State, who was ranked 5th, if I'm not mistaken. I believe 5th. Don't quote me on that. Ohio State wins their game. Everybody in the top 4 won. Why did Ohio State move up that year? You tell me. 
Again, they justified their spot because they ended up winning the national championship in 2014. I might get some hate from Columbus for that, but still, think about that as we talk about this national title game. You are ranked third, and you win your game 56-3, but you drop to sixth. How can you justify that? Now to the national title game. Your keys to the game in Tampa, Florida. And, of course, this is produced today, so not a lot of people might be listening to this in time. But your keys to the game. If Waddle plays, if Jalen Waddle plays tonight, Alabama, do what you have been. Mac Jones has been phenomenal. Devontae Smith was your Heisman winner and a well-deserved Heisman winner after his performance on New Year's Day against Notre Dame. And you have Najee Harris in the backfield, which Najee Harris was the lone man left out of the Heisman Trophy um, Heisman Trophy finals because Alabama had so much talent on that team that you you have to utilize those three weapons. The defense that you can go... I won't say forget about defense, but at least get turnovers on defense. And I've said it before. Turnovers great at Arby's, not on the field. you got to get turnovers on defense because this is going to be a shootout. Justin Fields is great, as much as I hate to admit it. So is Chris Olave, Trey Sermon. That's, their, that's Ohio State's big three. So this is going to be a matchup against with pitting Alabama's big three of Mac Jones, Najee Harris, and Devontae Smith against Ohio State's big three of Justin Fields, Trey Sermon, Chris Olave. It's going to be those three. And, of course, Trey Sermon has Master Teague to back him up. I It's escaping me who Alabama's got to back up Najee Harris, but that could be an advantage to Ohio State. So three keys, to, three keys for Alabama. Of course, we kind of mentioned one and two. One is keep doing what you have been. Two is the turnover game. But three, I would say first to 50. First to 50 is going to win this game. Can Alabama score 50 points in a track meet with Ohio State? I think the answer is yes, to be honest. So keep doing what you're doing. Mac Jones, throw the ball to Devontae Smith. Or utilize Nachi Harris. And throw a couple trick plays in there. Because this is the national title game. You're not going to play another game after this, and Sarkeesian's already taken the Texas job, which we've seen this tweet. Replacing Tom Herman with Steve Sarkeesian is like driving past a Chili's to go to Applebee's. Yeah, it's kind of like that. So, utilize what you have been. Defense get a turnover, first to 50 wins. And then your three keys for Ohio State is almost kind of the same thing. Justin Fields has to stay healthy. It looks like he's going to be able to play. Chris Olave, Trey Sermon have to pick up the slack if Fields can't. And then defense has to force three turnovers. Yeah, I say win the turnover game by three if you're Ohio State. That's going to be what this game comes down to is who wins the turnover game and who's the first to 50. Whoever is the first to 50, which I believe will be Alabama, will win this game. If Ohio State gets to 50, first, and it's kind of, I'm kind of sounding Joe Buck-esque here, they'll win this game. So I think Ohio, I think the turnover game is going to go Alabama 2, Ohio State 1. I do think Mac Jones will pick the ball off once, but Justin Fields, or Chris Olave, excuse me, Olave will fumble once, and Fields will get fumbled once. So I think Alabama will get two turnovers, and Ohio State will get one. 
Your final score is going to be Alabama 56, Ohio State 49. It's going to be a shootout. This game is going to go to about 1 in the morning. And it's going to be fun. So get your caffeine ready, especially for the East Coasters like yours truly for the next morning. Because this is going to be a long game. It's going to go deep into the night. It's going to be a high-scoring one. And I believe Alabama is going to be your national champions when this comes when this comes to an end. So Alabama 56, Ohio State 49. There's my national championship preview. Short, sweet, to the point. As far as the rest of it goes, I will let you guys know about more about the podcast. I'm hoping to have a divisional round show coming to you later this week. But that, of course, is TBD to be determined. And, of course, the Lions postseason show is going to be coming, I'm going to say, after the new coach is hired, so that we'll have a new, we'll have a direction of where this team is going. And we're going to talk with at least one other person about that. So, with that said, short, sweet, and to the point podcast, but we talked a little politics and I gave you my thoughts about the storming of the Capitol, which I think needs to be said. My play-by-play experience, which hopefully you guys enjoyed, and I'll provide some audio clips to the podcast soon enough, in Alabama and Ohio State National Championship thoughts. So with that, this has been your National Championship Preview. This is the Tom Green Podcast. Happy 2021, and thank you to Sports Headlines for accepting me into your podcast family. So Sports Headlines, check them out at Sports Headline 8. This has been the Tom Green Podcast. Once again, have a happy new year, and hopefully we'll get out of this COVID crap sooner rather than later. Wear a mask in public until you get vaccine or until otherwise notified. Have a good day.